Welcome, everyone. You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast. I'm your host, Pranella Harris, licensed mental health provider. Here, I discuss mental health and wellness tips. So if that's your cup of tea, go ahead, pull up a seat and join me. If this is your first time tuning in, do me a favor and hit that subscribe button so that you get an alert every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I upload a new episode. Please go ahead and share this podcast out to your friends and family so that they can grow and thrive with you. Okay, Rise Tribe, we are into week four of our four-part series of Choosing You. Last week's episode, we were encouraged to choose relationships that are reciprocal. Be sure to check out episode 102. Today, I am wrapping up this series by focusing our attention on boundary setting. Yes, the B word. All right, sometimes that word gets a bad rap. You know, some people might roll their eyes or scoff at the idea that you are that person with boundaries, right? I want you to pay very close attention to those folks because more than likely, those are the folks that we need to set boundaries with. Very firm boundaries, I might add. All right, so before we get into today's topic, let's hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice, where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. So I want to begin by stating that the best thing you can do to demonstrate self-love is to establish and maintain healthy boundaries. See, your boundaries clearly define what is important to you, what you value, and most importantly, the terms and conditions that you deem are acceptable when others are interacting with you. So when you're on this healing journey and you're working on developing yourself, Boundaries for yourself and others are very, very important. All right. There are many, many types of boundaries, but I'm only going to get into a couple. Right. So there are physical boundaries. Right. Our physical boundaries are the things that we can physically touch, like our bodies, our homes, where we live, our belongings, our money, our resources. Those are all a part of our physical boundaries. Right. Even thinking about your clothing, like if you grew up with siblings and they came and they started to wear your clothing without your permission. I mean, that's a boundary. Like they're, that's a physical boundary. They're physically taking things that belong to you, right? So those are physical boundaries. Then there are emotional boundaries. That is really what you're feeling, what causes you to feel that way, what triggers us. So how we feel, what triggers us, our anxiety, our anger, our sadness, and so on. Our trauma is all part of that emotional boundaries, right? And then we have time boundaries, right? 
which really surrounds our time, how we use our time, what we invest our time in, things of that nature. So our schedules, the things we like to do for fun, how we protect that, the things we like to do on our downtime, how much downtime we give ourselves, all those things are considered time boundaries. Now, we typically understand and know what feels good to us, what we like, what we don't like. Now, the problem comes in is sometimes we meet people and unintentionally they may do something that violates those boundaries that we have. And the challenge comes in is how do we get the courage to have that conversation with someone and express that they have crossed a boundary. And for many of us, It's not that we don't have boundaries because we feel the ick when it happens, right? But we are not really good at communicating those boundaries to others. And it's the lack of communication, which is the real problem. That's the real boundary violation is because we don't have the courage to speak up and to have that confrontation with people who violate, whether intentionally or unintentionally, right? It's a difficult conversation to have, right? So... I always give this example when I start talking about this. You know, when I was younger, and maybe you guys can relate, but I remember playing and being so engulfed in, you know, my game, whether it was my Nintendo, yes, I'm, you know, 80s baby. So whether it was my Nintendo, Sega Genesis, or maybe I was just yapping with my friends, but whatever it is, I was involved in it and I was having a good time. And I remember my mom calling me from the other room. So call me from her bedroom to get a remote that was in her bedroom. Like she could have got up and got the remote, but she called me to get the remote. So I had to grumble over there, do something I didn't want to do. And I would dare not say anything about it because to me, it could get me back quicker to my game if I just did not (laughs) ruffle any feathers. I got her what she needed so she could leave me alone for the moment, watch her TV so I can get back to my phone call, get back to my video game. But I remember just stewing with like annoyance. Like it was so annoying. Like why can't you do this? It's so inconsiderate of my time and considerate of what I got to do. But for me, it was a boundary violation. But because of the power differential, right, if I was to say something, I would get in trouble. So I had to quiet. I had to just bite my tongue and not address that. But how many times do we do this willingly, right? Do we just kind of give up on whatever we have? We stop what we're doing so that we can help someone else, right? At our own expense, even if it makes us uncomfortable because we fear losing individuals we fear the consequences of you know not making other people happy so we violate our own wants and desires so that we can placate other people and you know it doesn't feel good when we do that it doesn't help our relationships but even as adults we can willingly give up our own agency, our own autonomy, our own pleasure for the sake of someone else. And that's usually when we get that ick that, hey, maybe I need to improve my boundaries with others. So here are some telltale signs. Here are some examples that you may be overriding your own boundaries. You may be self-abandoning yourself 
or being disloyal to yourself in some kind of way, right? Number one is sometimes we overshare, right? We over communicate or we overshare with people we don't know well in hopes that they might like us, right? So we give a little bit too much. We share too quickly into the relationship so much about ourselves in hopes that we win them over and that they see us as the beautiful souls that we are and they like us, right? Number two is giving others more time, more resources, more money, more gifts, more attentions than we should, right? Again, this is a way to get self-acceptance. This is a way to make the lives of others more comfortable. This is the way for them to want to see us in a positive light. So we just overgive, we overshare, and we're violating those kind of upside down things or violating our own boundaries, right? The other telltale sign is providing more than our fair share of emotional labor in relationships. Maybe you're the one who's always apologizing in the relationship, whether it's your fault or not, just because you want to get back on uh, good terms. Maybe you are the only one calling, checking in, keeping the relationship moving. You don't feel that the other person is as interested. Maybe they're not planning dates, make any movement towards you or anything like that. I even seen this play out in, you know, parental relationships. Maybe your parent is relying on you emotionally and appropriately to meet their needs where it should be the other way around. You know, I've seen this happen with children, you know, the adult is looking for the children to meet their emotional needs. And that creates a boundary infarction because the child never gets to be seen, never gets their emotions validated, acknowledged, and that takes a toll later on in life. Number four, and this is my last one, is doing more than your fair share of work. So if you've ever had to work on a group project and you know, one person is just taking all of the work and while the others are just doing nothing. That can even happen in marriages where the division of labor or the division of duties in the household are upside down. You know, one person is working outside the home and responsible for everything that goes on inside the home. And the other one is just not really doing much. And that can build resentment. Anytime there is upside down where you are giving more than what you're getting in return, it depletes you, it exhausts you, it drains you of energy and makes you feel really bad about the relationship that you're in. Okay. So many of us lack boundaries because we were reared in families who also lack boundaries, right? This is what we saw. This is what we knew. So we just repeated it, right? Because if you don't know better, you can't do better, right? So this is why this podcast is important because we're educating. All right. So there are three continuums or, or I like to look at boundaries as a continuum. And there's three types of boundaries. There's porous boundaries, rigid boundaries, and what we consider normal boundaries, right? Porous boundaries are boundaries, think of like a big fishnet with, you know, big gaps in between. It's not helpful, you know, to have a big open net when you're trying to fish, right? Because, you know, it's not going to do a good job with keeping anything in or out, right? It's just, you know, unless you have really big things, right? So when you have porous boundaries, you 
get into the habit of oversharing because there isn't anything preventing you and that other person. You don't know where you start or stop. So you're just like, you know, you can meet a complete stranger and tell them all about your childhood traumas because you don't have that filter to filter out what you should share and what you shouldn't share. And this is a technique to connect with people you really wanting to connect. So you overshare, right? Those are porous boundaries and those are not what we want to strive for. The other extreme, which is the opposite of porous boundaries are rigid boundaries. And that's like having a brick wall, right? The brick wall, nothing gets in or out. So porous, everything was getting in and everything was getting out. But the opposite is nothing's getting in and nothing's getting out. And how you see that play out is there's very surface relationships, right? So the relationships lack vulnerability. You're unable to share what's in your heart. You're unable to share your emotions and you don't want others sharing their emotions or what's in their heart to you. So it's like, you know, keeping people at bay, so to speak. Normal boundaries is where you have modulated healthy give and take in relationships. So you're able to share more as the relationship grows, as trust is built, and you're able to set healthy boundaries when you need to, when you're feeling like things are requiring more of you than you're willing to give when things are upside down. So it's a more balanced and reciprocal relationship. Healthy boundaries are essential for healthy relationships. So if you're in a toxic relationship, having healthy boundaries is the opposite of what the abuser wants because it makes it more difficult to control you. This is why people go out of their way to gaslight, manipulate, triangulate, convince you that you are less than they want to keep you insecure because if you were to choose you, it's game over. No more control because I have good boundaries. No more taking the bait because I have good boundaries. No more putting myself in competition for the love carrots that people would offer because I have good boundaries. No more proving my worth because I have good boundaries. No more over explaining things because I have good boundaries. No more accepting less than I deserve because I have good boundaries. Nope. Because you know your worth and you choose yourself and you set healthy boundaries. All right. So here's how we do that. I'm going to give you the steps that I teach in my Boundary Builders workshop to create healthy boundaries. Okay. So there are six steps. Step number one is emotionally detach. And the reason we have to emotionally detach is because... If we're driven by our emotions, it makes us less rational and less able to be clear in our communication. It erodes our ability to be clear and concise in what we are looking for. So we have to really get a handle on our emotions. So what I ask is that you emotionally detach from the situation, right? Because you need to be able to express yourself without the emotional language, Number two is know why this boundary is important to you. I want you to stay focused, right? Understand that this is something that you deem necessary in doing and understanding why. 
Number three is be clear and concise. Don't over explain because you can end up talking yourself into a yes. So if you have to tell someone that you cannot drive them 30 minutes out of your way to take their children to daycare, don't start over explaining. Well, you know, when I get home, you know, it's about 10 o'clock and then, you know, I have to wash it. They start figuring out, you know, how you can make it work. They be like, well, maybe you could take 15 minute shower. Maybe you could not shower, you know, so don't over explain. Don't give too many details. Stick to the boundary that you want to create. Right. Number four is communicate the boundary. Sorry, I cannot provide transportation. It's just too much of a burden. I'm going out of my way. I can't continue to do this. Okay. Then number five is you have to now act on that boundary. You can't just say, oh, I have boundaries. You can't treat me this way. And then accept the treatment. Oh, well, you know, I want you to be in contact with me. I want you to let me know you're thinking about me throughout the day. And then, you know, if that boundary isn't set or isn't acted upon or this person isn't doing what it is that you need, then you have to act on that boundary. So what does that look like? Well, that looks like you not driving this person's child 30 minutes out of your way. That looks like you uh, walking away from relationships that don't make you feel like you matter or prioritize you. That looks like you saying no and not giving in to yes. Okay. So acting on that boundary, being willing to enforce the boundary. Number six is be consistent with boundaries that you set. So if you sometimes enforce it and sometimes don't, then people understand they got a 50, 50 chance and they going to take their chances. You're going to keep having to do uh, the boundary setting and starting over and things like that. So the best thing you can do for yourself is be consistent. The best thing you can do for other people is be consistent because then they know that, okay, she's not budging. He's not budging. I might as well just find another way. Okay. So that's how we set boundaries. If you want to learn more in depth about how to set healthy boundaries, take my boundary build hers workshop for women who want to be better at building healthy relationships. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes, but you can also find information about this workshop on my website, which is restorativefamilyservices.com. All right. So in conclusion, Rise Tribe. Our self-love journey is about mastering ourselves and providing unconditional love for ourselves. So much of our lives, we're seeking acceptance and approval from others. And this becomes so important to us that we forget about ourselves and we forget about what it is that we need to grow and thrive and develop, right? We're so outwardly focused on finding love that we abandon ourselves. So, the relationships that we end up in are never really fulfilling, right? They become either codependent or toxic. So the fix to this is to stop looking outside ourselves to change the way that we feel inside. We have to start looking within. So we have to choose to focus on our healing, providing for our own needs, loving ourselves unconditionally, forgiving ourselves, building our confidence, accepting ourselves, being compassionate and kind to ourselves, right? So when we love something, we want to protect it. And that is exactly what 
boundaries do for us, it protects us from relationships that are toxic and that are out of alignment while connecting us to those that are in alignment with us that will reciprocate love and attention that we're giving to ourselves. All right. So that is all that I have for today, Rise Tribe. I want you to remember, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.